census before the one we've just had. The census before the one we've just had. Norwich was declared the most, uh, the least religious, the least religious city in the country. Norwich. And uh, when I first got to know, I thought, that's got to change. We don't want religion. We want life. We want Jesus. We want the kingdom of God. But nevertheless, we want that horrible sort of uh, thing to, to change. And then this week I was reading in the newspaper, they're taking a census again, a, or an opinion poll uh, around the country to find out that most people, a very high percentage of people don't even know their neighbors. They don't know their neighbors. You know, the, the neighbor, they can live with next door to somebody or across the street from someone for 10, 15, 20 years and never speak to them, never know them. But you know, the third most, the third best city was Norwich for getting to know their neighbors and for talking to their neighbors. And I thought, well, that's great. That's good for the gospel. That's good. If we are, uh, if Norwich is a city of people who get to know their neighbors, and if you live in Norwich, you get to know your neighbors and you get to talk to them about Jesus. Because there's nothing else better to talk about. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning I'm going to talk a, a little bit about prayer. Now, prayer is a big subject, and I'm not going to spend the uh, a long time on it, but uh, last a month or so ago, we we were doing a study, weren't we, on the fruits of the spirit? And one of the things that we uh, really noticed as we talked about the fruits of the spirit that the fruits of the spirit really are the character and person of Jesus. You know, if the the Galatians five twenty two says. Uh, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, you know, the, the whole list of them. And uh, when you speak about those fruits of the Spirit, you're speaking about Jesus, aren't you? Love. Who loves like Jesus? Who gives joy like Jesus? Who brings peace like Jesus? Nobody. We're talking about Jesus. And, you know, when we come to the subject of prayer, as I thought about it this, this week, we can talk about the subject of prayer. The person that we need to look to as our example and our guide about prayer is Jesus. Because if anybody knew anything at all about prayer, about spending time with his Father in heaven, about listening to his Father in heaven. Jesus has said, I don't do anything, but that I do it, I hear it from the Father. Now, how does he hear it from the Father? He hears it in prayer. And what he heard from the Father, he, he, he brought to the people. But whatever the Father told him to do, he did it. And so a real sort of... Uh, 
When it comes to prayer, uh, we must look to Jesus as our guide and our example. To him, prayer was important, was the most important thing. Uh, to him, uh, it was more important than food. Now, I don't know about you, I, I, I like my grub. But to Jesus, prayer was more important than food. And when he was baptized in the, whole, in the water by, the, by John, the Bible teaches us that he went out into the wilderness led by the Spirit out into the wilderness. And there he fasted and he prayed. And for 40 days and 40 nights he fasted. To him prayer was more important than food. To Jesus prayer was more important than sleep. It says he got up very early in the morning. And he went out before everybody else had got up. He went out and he was out in, uh, seeking his father in prayer. And they would get up out of their beds and they would go, well, where's Jesus? And they'd go and find him. And they would find him out seeking his father in prayer. See, to Jesus, prayer was more important than sleep. We used to have a phrase when I, when I was in the Air Force, you know, that... Uh, if you were a Christian, what you needed to get was blanket victory. Now, blanket victory was victory over, over getting out of bed to pray. And we would say, you know, we'd say to one, have you got blanket victory yet? In other words, do you get up in the morning to spend time alone with the Lord? To pray and to seek his face. So Jesus Prayer was more important than sleep. When Jesus wanted to make important decisions, the Bible teaches us he went and he sought his father and he spent time in prayer before he made the most important decisions about who was going to be his 12 disciples, his apostles. It says that Jesus spent time in prayer and he sought the father and then he came and he, he chose his 12. And he chose one that we wouldn't have picked. He chose Judas Iscariot. And Jesus knew that Judas Iscariot was going to betray him. Don't forget, Jesus knew. But Father had told him that he had to pick him because there was a purpose in picking Judas Iscariot. That was, was eternal and uh, incredible in its consequences. When you ever want to make decisions, important decisions, never ever make an important decision without first taking it to the Lord and seeking Him and finding out what He says, what He wants you to know about your decision. You want to take a particular job Lord, do you want me to have this job? Do you want to go? You feel you should emigrate to Australia? No, you want to, you can't do it. I, I wouldn't want to, but 
But what does God say? <coughs> what does God say to you about the important decisions in your life? We, don't, we should never make any important decision just off our own bat, off our own likes or dislikes. God, we must know the mind and the will and the heart of God and we find that through coming before him in prayer and seeking him. Of course, that brings us to the point where we know that prayer is not just about coming to God and asking of him, but it's coming to God and listening to him. It's not about just talking and saying, Lord, will you do this? Will you do that? And I've got, I've got my list here, Lord, you know. There's so much that's got you. Know, what about, what, what, you know? But rather, I don't know what that is, but it's, <laughs> it sounds annoying. Um, but listening to God, reaching out to him and being still. You know, the verse that says, be still and know that I am God. And you know that he is God because he speaks to you. And he reveals himself to you. And he reveals his will to you for what he wants you to do. Never make a decision, an important decision, without first bringing it to God in prayer. You have to excuse me, I can't read very well with these glasses. I haven't got my reading glasses. Uh, Jesus would always make time for prayer. Do we make time for prayer? You know, we can make time for so many things in our life. We can make time for, for one another. We can make time for all sorts of different things. But do we really make time for prayer? Prayer is important. And God wants us to make time. Jesus made time. He always made time. No matter how busy he was. It says that people crowd around him. And people, crowds, multitudes swarmed after him seeking his healing power, seeking his, to listen to him, seeking to know uh, what he was, who he was and what he was about. But Jesus, even though he was so busy and so surrounded by people and seeking him, he still, the Bible teaches us that he would still sneak off. <laughs> he would still go off to a quiet place. And there he would seek to talk to his father in prayer. Do we make time for prayer? Because sometimes if we don't make time, there will be no time for prayer. And Jesus also He would teach his, his disciples about prayer. That's why we have the, the, the Lord, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Because his disciples came and said, teach us how to pray. 
you know, brothers and sisters, do you come to the Lord Jesus and you say, Lord Jesus, teach me to pray? You know, I, I feel sometimes as the people of God, we don't know really how to pray. And we need to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, 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 teach me to pray. And it says about Jesus that in the word in Hebrews, he never stops praying. <laughs> it says in Hebrews, he ever lives to intercede for us. Do you know, I, I, I heard this phrase many years ago, and I always love it. It says, someone said, there's a man in the glory, and he's praying for me. There's a man in the glory, and he's praying for me. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's living. He's standing in the presence of his Father. And he's praying for you and for you and for you and for you and for me. He's praying for us. He's interceding for us. He knows everything that's happening in our lives. And he sees the problems that we have and the struggles that we have. He sees the things that really bother us and uh, wind us up. And, uh, and he said, and he, for us, Father, help them. Father, strengthen them. Father, pour out your spirit upon them. Father, I don't know what words Jesus used. I don't know what he says to his father. But I do know the Bible tells us he intercedes for me. And when I have problems with my sin, when I have bad thoughts, when I think, try to, I know I do things I shouldn't do, he intercedes for me. Father, cleanse him. Father, set him free. Father, let him go. Father, make him, cause him to know your forgiveness and your cleansing. You know, that's, 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 it never ceases to amaze me. And it never will stop amazing me that there's a man in the glory and he's interceding for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer enables us to grow spiritually. Do you know that? You want to grow spiritually in the knowledge and the purposes of the Holy Spirit? Pray. Because it's prayer that brings us, uh, brings us into a, a place where we know forgiveness. You know, I come before God sometimes, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't have done what I, done, I did there. We know forgiveness in prayer. We can know strength through prayer. We can come to him feeling weak and battered and bruised and all the rest of it. And in prayer, we wait before the Father of glory and we Say, Father, I need you and I need your strength. And God begins to pour out his spirit upon us. And he begins to strengthen us. And he begins to cause us to be able to stand in our walk with him. He brings us peace. He brings us peace. 
He's the Prince of Peace. But we find in prayer that place of peace, that place of well-being, that place of knowing that we are children of God, that we belong to him, and that he loves us and he cares for us, and he's a father who's like no other father. And we know that when we come to him in a place of prayer. And we know the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in prayer. You know, the Bible teaches us, we know it very well. It says, never stop being filled with the Spirit. Go on being filled with the Spirit. The Bible teaches us, don't ever stop being filled with the Spirit. Keep on being filled with the Spirit. You were baptized in the Spirit? Yeah, I was baptized in the Spirit 50 odd years ago, but I'm still being filled with the Spirit every single day if I can get hold of it. And we find that in prayer. Father, <coughs> fill me with your Holy Spirit. Father, fill me with your strength. Father, fill me with your understanding of who you are <coughs> and what you're doing. We get to find, to know God and build our friendship with him in prayer. Are you a friend of God? Is God your friend? I've got some good friends, you know. I don't live, necessarily live in around Norwich, but there's got a lot of good friends. But you know the best friend I have? friend I have is Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You know the friendship of Jesus and you find it in prayer. One of the uh, I have a friend of mine <clears throat> who's a guy called Dave Freeman. I've mentioned him. Some of you would know I've mentioned him before. And I've known David for now for nearly 50 years. He's been a friend of mine, David. And David and I have <clears throat> been pastors together. We've been elders in another church together. But for the last, how many years? I've lost track now. We worked together with, in Christian education. And uh, David formed a, a, a consultancy called Highlight, which is about where we seek to establish, strengthen, teach about Christian education. And we do have done that over many, in many countries around the world. Some weird countries like Kazakhstan and, and places, ordinary places like Poland and Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, you know, uh, India, Korea. We, 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 you know, we've traveled around together and we've taught to bring the knowledge of Christian education to establish God's teachers. To, because God spoke to us that 
our children should be very, very important to us. <coughs> and we would go, and David and I, and we would uh, minister together around the world. But several years ago, a number of years ago, God spoke to us, the two of us together, and he said, and he talked about standing in the gap. He said, and God said to us, Len, David, I want you to pray together and I want you to stand in the gap for people. God, I think it was over in Ezekiel. God said, I, want a, I wanted a man who would stand in the gap for me and <coughs> for my people. And there was no one found. And so therefore I had to judge. And I said, Lord, we said, Lord, if you want us to stand in the gap, we're going to, we want to, uh, to do that. We want to be obedient. God said to us, in the scripture it teaches us also about prayer, that there should be, you should be able to agree together. He says, where, where you agree together in prayer, he said, I will answer you. I'll hear you. And I'll answer. And God said to us, I want you to stand in the gap and I want you to, to agree together in prayer. And so for a, number, a lot of years now, David and I spend one hour a week wherever we are. We, well, he lives in Oxfordshire. Handingham Thames. And... Uh, <clears throat> And we would spend an hour a week on the phone. And we would agree together on certain things we felt the Holy Spirit was bringing to our attention. And we would pray together. And we would agree together. And we would stand in the gap for situations that we believe God wanted to change and God wanted to, to, to move in. And when he went, he spent the last year to David, he spent the last year in South Korea, in, in Seoul, starting a, a, a Christian teacher's college. And, but every week we would get on the WhatsApp just to see one another. And we would pray. And we would stand in the gap. And we would agree together in prayer about a whole host of things. When the pandemic started, we said, Lord, we're going to stand in the gap and we're going to intercede for this world of yours against this pandemic. <coughs> when Russia invaded uh, Ukraine, we said, Lord, we're going to stand in the gap and we're going to intercede and agree together. We're going to try to hear you and and." and, and Pray what you want us to pray. To see things change. And we've done that now for many years. Because God has called us as his people to stand and to intercede. As Jesus intercedes for us, God wants us to intercede for this, this world of ours. He wants us to intercede for our nation. You know, we, <clears throat> I never thought I'd ever end up praying for Boris Johnson, but I did. Because God said, pray for him. 
And God said, pray for uh, when certain wee lady up in Scotland, by the name of wee, wee Bernie, you know, uh, the Scottish lady wanted to, wants to take Scotland off into independence. We said, Lord, what's your will on this? We felt God said his will was that we should stay a united kingdom and that Scotland shouldn't be independent. Now, you might not agree with that, but that's what we felt God was saying. And so we would pray against this seeking of independence from the United Kingdom. We stand, we're st and we still are, we're standing in the gap and saying, Lord, no, this is not, we believe this is not your will. And we're going to keep on praying until we see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, we, God has called us to be children of the kingdom. And we need to see his kingdom come in every aspect of our lives, in every aspect of our nation, in every aspect of our world. And we need to be able to, God has called us to seek the king. You know, the kingdom of heaven has a king. And the king rules. And we want to see the rule of King Jesus brought into every situation in our nation and in our lives. We want to see his kingdom come. We want to see his will be done. I, I, there's a, a verse, a very well-known verse in, in Hebrews that says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We need to know we can boldly approach the throne of grace. We do that through prayer. We come and we say, Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you to act on our behalf in this situation. We need, I, I, I don't know what you feel about all these strikes at the moment in this nation. There may be some right in it and there may be some wrong in it. I don't know. But what all I know is there's an awful lot. It seems to me, oh, hello. <laughs> I thought somebody coming forward there. I was going to... We need to realize that there's an awful lot of... Uh, in this nation of ours, an awful lot of people seeking their own way and their own agenda. There's an awful lot of people seeking their own agenda and their own will and their own way. But what we as the people of God should be seeking is the will of God and the will of the kingdom of the king. And we need to do that, brothers and sisters, I believe, on our knees. You know, that's one of the things I love that was said about the Apostle John. They called him old camel knees because he spent so much time in prayer 
They called him old camel knees. His knees were affected. Oh, Lord, I, I don't spend an awful lot of time on my knees. If I get that on my knees, I can't get up half the time. But I can still pray. Whether I'm standing, whether I'm sitting, <coughs> whether I'm on my knees, whether the next note that whether I'm driving the car, while I'm doing the gardening, which isn't very often. Whatever I'm doing, <coughs> I can reach out to him in prayer. God wants us as his people, brothers and sisters, to be people of prayer. People who come before him, seek his face, seek his will, seek his word, seek, remind him of his promises. If God has promised something in his word, remind him. He, doesn't, he loves it. God, you know, God doesn't need to be reminded, but he loves us to remind him. And say, Father, you said in your word, this, this, and this, and this. And, and I, Lord, if you're saying that, I, I'm just reminding you, this, you said that. Come on. How's about it? <coughs> Lord, just whatever that noise is, get rid of it. Okay, that's all I want to say this morning about prayer. There's, as I say, prayer is an amazing subject. It's so wide. But I do believe that if we want to see what we believe to be coming upon this fellowship and upon this city and upon this county and upon this nation of Arda, we are going to see the move of God <coughs> by the Spirit of God. If we are going to see revival, if we're going to see things change and happen and people get saved and people get healed, if we're going to see it, we're going to, going to see it through prayer. We need to pray. We need to up the ante, brothers and sisters. I feel it with a burden on my soul. We need to up the ante in prayer. We need to say, Lord, you're the only one who can do this. And we're coming to you and we're asking you, Lord, will you do it as we come to him in prayer? Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, I, I just commit this word to you this morning. Lord, I pray that you would stir us, each and every one, to be, to pray and like we've never prayed before. Lord, if we're good at praying, make us better. If we're not so good, make us better. Lord, help us to learn how to pray and to seek your face and to know your will and to know your way. To hear your voice, Lord, we want to hear your voice as we pray and know what you are saying to us, Lord, that our lives might be straight before you, that our ways might be straight before you. Lord, we love you.
we would love you this morning with all our hearts. And we would continue to seek your face. And Lord, as we seek your face and hear your voice, may we really truly know the outpouring of your spirit and many, many, many people coming to Christ and finding him as Savior and Lord. May we truly begin to know this nation of ours being turned around and turned back to God in a new way, a special way, a powerful way. The Father out of this nation once again will flow the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and that its gospel will be powerful to the saving of many in Jesus' name.